1071. What's up, man? I'm still laughing over the truck enema. I'm sorry. That, that'd be a tough enema, man. Well, and that's without propofol. That's right. That's without going to sleep for 20 minutes, which, by the way, is the best nap you've ever had. What's that? When you go get checked and you get propofol. Oh, I know. That's a, I know. I know you know. It's a wonderful 20-minute nap. Yeah, it, it feels is. like you've been asleep all night long. It's right. so wonderful. Right. How are you feeling this morning? <laughs> <laughs> After a truck enema. great, you know, everything's working well. Well, so, somebody just texted about that. But if you're just now listening, uh, I was talking before the top of the hour about how, you know, 35 is just a mess with all the right. construction going on. Right. And, and, and I really have been applauding the companies that are doing this because they're doing a great job getting the pillars in the air. They really have been an amazing right. job. Uh, but whoever rerouted the lane screwed up, and the yeah. lanes are a mess, and – uh, people are wrecking up there, and every day you and I talk about it. When I get ready to leave here at nine, it's like okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I you can watch it. Gandhi twice in the length of time it takes you, you to go. get home on thirty-five. That's 35. a good way to put it. That's right. And so uh, yesterday it happened again, right? And it, it was thir- closed down right. up, the, up around Ratama, and it, it affected all the way back to Judson. Man, I don't, you know, that's five <laughs> miles down the road, right? Right. So I'm sitting there stopped, and I look up, and here comes this big box truck, and a dude's texting. And, you know, I'm about to get a chunk out of mine. I'm like, oh, stop. You need to stop. And he finally got stopped. He finally realized it was going it just makes you It just makes you laugh, doesn't it? Well, Body that's, jokes make me laugh. That's where he was headed. <laughs> he was headed right there, you know. Yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that happened to you a couple Chick years ago. murdered my car looking at a, Two at a text ago. phone. Yeah, yeah, right. So anyway, um, I and a guy just texted in, and he said, it's not just I-35. People are impatient, and people are on the phone, and they're texting and all that. I agree. That's what I said. I said right. the combination of texting and, you know, distracted driving for whatever the cause right. and the screwed up lanes, it's causing every day, Sean, it's causing 35 to close every day somewhere up and down this stretch. Every day. I, I, I would get for it if it was you. just a lane, I, I, yeah. if it, you know, just a crash and there's a lane, you go around it. But this is completely shutting it down yeah. every day. And, and all you guys, a lot of people here live, you know, and that have to drive 35. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that I don't have to touch 35 rarely in my life, which I'm thankful for. Because I tell you what, that little weird crap they did at Holotus and, uh, and Bandera, I, I still don't understand. So 35 would just would just perplex me. You know, I just I, I, I can't handle a lotus. Yeah, okay? I couldn't I, handle thirty five yeah, coming you. that way anymore. I got you. So I feel for you, man. I don't I, you know. It's just weird. <laughs> can't do much about it. That's it, no, what sucks. No, it, it really is something you just lay back and right. go through it because it's not something you can do anything about. You gotta drive it, you gotta go that That's way. Right. And so we come up with transporter beams, which would make me very happy. Man. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Oh. <laughs> well we have been teased for years by flying cars, right? They've been oh. remember popular mechanics back in the seventies? Uh, Mechanics Magazine. They were always talking about flying. We're now going to oh, be yeah. flying cars. Come the, on. The movie Blade Runner came out in 1982, and it was projected for uh, 2019, and everybody's riding around in flying cars. Yeah. We didn't quite make it. Gosh, where are they? <laughs> I want them, and I want them now. Yeah. I want those flying yeah. cars now. I want the transporter beams. I don't want to do anything. I just want to stand on a platform and be beamed wherever I need to go. You know what we did instead? We just, everybody went home to work. That's what we did instead. Of, yes, instead we did. Of, instead of flying cars. Cars and, and that, transporter beams. And that went so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's worked out well, hasn't oh, it? Oh, for the kids, for yeah. us. It's been great. Yeah. Man, great. Yeah. Wow. So uh, Elon's getting all the good gets, and, you know, he's got Tucker he coming is. over there, and it is the new media free speech platform of the world over on Twitter. And tonight, Ron DeSantis, worst kept political secret <laughs> in the history of mankind. That dude's already been running, man. Yeah. This is just an afterthought. Oh, That's I guess it. I better announce. <laughs> you know, because there are ads all over the place. Oh, I, mean, sure. I know they don't come directly from him, but, you know. So I, it's kind of like I said yesterday. I mean, you, you you got a lot of people, and there is, I agree with John, there's some bad blood, obviously, between Trump and DeSantis. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff that DeSantis is going to want to do and claim he's going to do is a lot of the same stuff that Trump says he's going to do and has done in the past. Yeah. So I... I have no idea. These are such unpredictable times. Normally, I do. I throw it out there and make predictions, you know, in every election. This one is really tough to call. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Because I, I also don't know what the other side is capable of as far as getting rid of Trump or locking his ass up. I or told whatever. you yesterday, yeah. that's that's the plan, right, yeah. is they want to lock him up in jail because they figure that's the only way they're going to be able to totally remove yeah. him from the picture. 
and and here's the proof that they're already working on that and i think it's a deep state operation just like everything else concerning donald trump has been a deep state operation um the the democrats have already moved on to desantis they're they're blowing they're blowing trump completely off and they're focusing on him like the naacp said on monday (laughs) now you were out but they said don't go to florida because you know desantis himself is murdering black people if they come down to florida he's gonna put you in chains and kill you you know that the guy that wrote that basically lives in (laughs) what is it uh he's got a vacation home Right, right, he's right. Got the head of the Tampa NAACP. Bay. He lives in Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's got and a vacation has for a long time. Well, and they're all going down there. The heads of <laughs> Black Lives Matter, the heads of all the, you know, all those organizations are vacationing in Florida every day. Thought it was dangerous for people so, like you. So, I mean, it, it, that's just bull crap. And then yes. Hillary saying it yesterday. Oh yes. You know what? Uh, pay attention to that because she's not. She doesn't have a chance. She doesn't have a prayer. But I believe a couple of things about what she's doing. First of all, I think she's thinking that Joe's done, right? That's I think why we're all thinking that right. pretty much, yeah. Exactly. You have to be honest, right? Yeah. So a couple of days ago, she said his age is a factor. There's yes. no question his age. And then yesterday, she goes in after Florida. Don't go to Florida because they're killing black people down in Florida. You don't want to go down there. And she goes in after that. One gay people, too. They're yeah. killing them, too. That's what she said. Don't forget them. So, I, I, you know, uh, she may be running for president thinking that Joe is actually not going to be the nominee. But she's also, there's another little thing here. Just to, and this sounds like a really long, long shot, but just give it a second and think, think on it for a second. N- nobody really believes that Joe can serve out a full second term. I don't think if, you, if you're being reasonable yeah. and objective. No, no way. Come on. Another man. four years? Look you know, at him. There's no way. And so all they got to do, though, Sean, is get him two years into that. If they get him two years into that, whoever the vice president is right. gets the next two years plus eight more is a possibility, so a total of ten years. Well, that's a whole lot of Supreme Court justices you can appoint in eight years. That's or, or true. Ten years, or ten years. That's, that's true. So, yeah, yeah look, I don't, I, nothing shocks me. That No conspiracy theory at this particular moment that is attached to any of this stuff is beyond the, the pale of imagination. It really isn't. So I don't put it past them at all. Uh, I still think they're a weird combination of uh, of, of evil villains and and complete you know morons, one dimensional thinkers. You so, forgot racist. R- well, they're all racist. <laughs> they are some of the most racist people. When you're calling Tim Scott, you know uh, he he don't really know what it means to be black. Yeah. And you're some rich ass white chick on the View. You know, right. come on, man. Of course they're racist. So Everything think- they do is racist. Right. So I mean, it's it's a well known fact that if you're voting for Joe. You're voting for Kamala. You're right? voting for it's, somebody. You're voting for the power base. You're, you're voting for well, but you're voting for Kamala because Joe's yeah, going to be gone, right? Yeah, so Kamala, yeah. and she's wildly unpopular even with Democrats. She's less popular with Democrats than Joe oh, is, yeah. and he's not popular with Democrats at all. <laughs> so <laughs> right, yeah, it sounds like an Abbott and Costello routine, but it's true. It is true. So <clears throat> I could see a thing where they get rid of Kam- Kamala, whatever you know. She decides she doesn't want to do politics they shuffle anymore. Shuffle her she, off, right, 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 yeah. right. And Hillary steps into that role. And then two years into the next administration, right. the next Joe Biden administration, Joe's gone for whatever reason. Hillary takes over, serves out the last two years, and then runs for another eight. And that's I all. Like I said, put it past them. I mean, they they're in a very weird position that yeah. they've placed themselves in. In that they used him to cheat an election, in my opinion. Oh, no, don't. No, yeah, exactly. Because in, in any exactly. other season, they wouldn't want anything to do with Joe Biden. Right. Uh, and, and unfortunately, it's kind of like the tranny thing. They've gotten themselves into this into this weird corner where what do we do? You know, I, I don't know that they maybe foresaw how very bad he would be. I, I don't know how you couldn't see that. Right. But uh, here they are. So what are they going to do? They got to they got to swap out somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hillary. I wouldn't put it past them. You you mentioned Michelle Obama. Right. I wouldn't be shocked by right. that. That's you right. Know? I she mean, she could be vice president too. Yeah, they're, they're also very show busy people. So they do take into consideration stuff like how people play out on TV. Right. And, you know how much do they get the 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 base? Uh, you know, whipped up into a frenzy, and she certainly could do all that. Either one of them could. Well, think about uh, and and remember the the prize for the presidential election, any presidential election, Supreme Court. Right. And you've got at least four 
who are getting really old. Yeah. Really old. So the time is nigh. You're, you know? you're, you're going to have a chance, the next president, to appoint probably four, maybe have a chance at appointing four, maybe more than that. Well, you know, it's so. still a burr in their saddle that Trump got to see, what, three? Was three. it two? Was it three? three. It was three. And they, yeah. they know, they you know they hate his, they hate everything because of that. Absolutely right. So they got to they gotta make it happen. Quick break, more Warren Rima coming up. Diamond Dex of San Antonio is here for the beautification of your home. I'm talking about outdoor living projects for you whether it's a deck a pergola could be a, an outdoor kitchen area could be that you already have one right you got a screened in area or you've got a nice enclosure patio enclosure or something like that and you want to improve on that or maybe it's time to replace that deck with something brand new it might be trex product it might be another composite material they can do it all at Diamond Decks. I want you to go over to their website at DiamondDecksTX.com and just see their work. There's plenty of great pictures of their work that they do. They're more than happy to kind of dream your dreams with you and put everything down on paper and come back with an idea that's going to be workable for you. And, and of course, here, controlling the climate year-round is going to be important. So when it gets super hot during the summer, they'll be able to keep your outdoor living space nice and cool, and keep the bugs away, keep the skeeters away. And then when it gets uh, cool, off, cools, uh, cools off during the, the fall and winter, you can still go outside and enjoy it because they can keep you warm. It's called Diamond Decks. Look on their uh, website today. I think you're really going to like these guys. They really are sharp. DiamondDexTX.com. Sun and clouds and a chance of thunderstorms this afternoon and in the overnight hours again tonight like we had last night. 87 for the high, but we're rolling toward a very nice Memorial weekend weather-wise. 66 now at KTSA. Good morning. We have cleared a couple. They lived in a mobile home right. up in uh, New Braunfels. Right. And, you know, the AAC ducks are on the bottom, right. the floor, instead of the ceiling. Right. And I would go lay on top of those <laughs> and put my face down to the AC duck, blow air into my face. Man. I don't even know how we got on the subject. I think it was because Mike Lindell's got the new cooling pillow yeah. coming up. And we were talking, Trey and I were talking about how we both can't sleep without fans yeah, blowing in like, a, like, a live, like in a wind tunnel. Yeah. Because I, for, I, I actually, when I was in the hospital, I had an app on my phone yeah. that I put on there that played fan noise, right. and that's the only way I could sleep. Friday night, I was telling you, I was in Colorado. I was playing my fan noise on yeah. my phone at this sure. Airbnb, and the phone went dead. Right. And I'm in silent. I couldn't do it. I couldn't sleep. Seriously, you got to have the sound, but yeah. also I have to have moving air. I yeah. can't be in still air. And I had a big box fan. Well, I grew up with one at the foot of my bed when I was a kid, just blowing oh, yeah, air on man. me, man, at all the time. It. Yeah. And I brought one in here one time, and I set it over there on the floor. I had my name on it, you know, Trey's, you know, fan or whatever. Leave it alone and all that kind of stuff. Well, the, the big the big dudes were coming in for a meeting one time, so they wanted to clean the place up, make it look shiny and spiffy oh, and no. all that. They were painting. Right. You remember we had all the maids walking around cleaning everything? I remember. Day, I 24 hours a day. Well, they came in and took the fan out. They and took your fan. They took my fan. You don't take a man's fan. Yeah, that's the Latin. Get your hands off my There's fan. There's two things you don't mess with, a man's hat and his fan. And I don't know where it is. It's probably, I don't know. You, know. you leave it lying around a, in a damn radio station, someone's going to take it from it, you. You know, it's true. <laughs> that That's a fact. That's why I have that locker right over there. And what's the last thing I do when I leave here? Radio people are like seagulls, man. Yeah, we just, we're just always oh, foraging oh. and picking stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Chicken Breast. Um, so... What do you got? <laughs> well, you know, I, I got. I, I, I want to talk about Uvalde, but maybe we, let's wait on that. Maybe till sure. next half hour. Whenever, whenever you want. To. I've kind of purposefully kept my mind clear about that, so I can just kind of respond, you know, sure, in a fresh way. Uh, I, I do want to talk about Target for a second. Sure. Um, the big story, obviously, June, I guess, is Pride Month, mm -hmm. uh, and and Target being Target uh, has a Pride section. Uh, people have been sharing videos. It was they, these things were, and maybe they still will be, at the front of the store. Mm -hmm. Many stores, after an emergency call, started moving them back to the back of the store because they didn't want a Bud Light phenomenon to, to slap them upside the head. That's right. Because apparently, in these in the section, they have kids' clothing, mm -hmm. and they have what we're now all talking about. This is a new one that we're all hearing: tuck-friendly swimsuits, mm -hmm. so a dude can. Back it away, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> for lack of a better term. Correct. Uh, and uh, an extra space and all that. And I got little tags. And there were videos going around. Because Tar Target's been saying, right, mm -hmm. no, it's not for kids. It's just for adults. Just adult swimwear. Well, they're lying. Well, I yeah, because uh, a lot of people were doing videos mm -hmm. saying, hey, look, here's a little kid's swimsuit, duck friendly. Mm -hmm. And my wife actually had a friend send her a video uh, showing this. 
We actually went to our target there at Bandera in 1604. What'd you see? Now, we didn't see any pride section at all. Oh, that's good. We went through the whole store and didn't, didn't see, see anything. So when was this? I, this was last night. Okay. This was yesterday afternoon. All right. So I don't know if some have just refused to do it uh, or they're keeping it someplace really well hidden. Yeah. But you know there's going to be a backlash. This is sick. Man. Well, sick. I, I, I talked about it this morning because, I, 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 first of all, I haven't been to a Target since they uh, the, said we're, we're going to have guys in the girls' the bathroom. bathroom thing. Right, 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 right. The only time I went was up in Seattle. We go. That yeah, was it. We, we went into one in Seattle. Very rarely. And uh, Rarely. Part of that, you know, they didn't have anywhere else to go. We had to pick up a couple of things. Right. And uh, secondly, I wanted to see for myself what was going on with the Prop A type stuff in right, Seattle. Right. Okay. So, anyway, uh, Kaylee Kemp. Campbell Layton is the one you're talking about who is on TikTok. And here's what she showed on her video, and this is sick. So they have infant swimsuits. Infant. Yeah. Infant. Little babies. With binding, chest binding <laughs> material. Now, everyone has seen an infant girl, right? Yeah. Everyone has. I Pretty have much. two granddaughters and I had a daughter. Right. They don't have. They have breast uh, tissue, but it's obviously not developed. They're babies. There's nothing to bind. <laughs> right. So this is clearly for sick moms and dads. Right. Yes. Sick, twisted, yes. evil moms and dads to put their little infant, five, six, eight God. month old baby girl in a swimsuit and bind her chest. Get her ready for the days when she's going to want to bind this. And then they've got the same thing for little boys. It's a one-piece girl's bathing suit with the tuck space. Sean, Sean, not for a 10, 11, 12, 13, 18-year-old yeah. boy. Infant I boy. Saw, What's he got to tuck? I saw the videos. It's 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 so surreal that that, that you know what's surreal because from the target perspective and and I guess you know again it's one of these things we we don't want people thinking we're not woke and boy they're going about it the really wrong way but the normalization the normal idea it's such a normal thing oh look at us we're providing tuck uh, comfortable or tuck friendly suits for little babies like it's the most normal thing in the world and it's just not if you're doing this to your kid you're sick you're sick and evil. you ought to be in jail yeah, you're sick and evil and here's Holy what crap you're talking about target and what they're t doing the uh, ceo brian cornell here's a quote i think those are just great business decisions oh. and it's the right <laughs> thing to do for society and it's great for our target brand the things that we've done from diversity, equity, and inclusion standpoint is adding value to Target. It's helping us drive more sales to Target. It's building greater engagement with our teams and our guests, and those are just the right things for business today. I just got a text, and I have not seen this for myself, but HEB apparently has pride sections in oh, HEB great. stores. Now, I was at HEB. Excellent. I went through HEB yesterday, yeah. and I purposefully – I have not been at HEB since the Bud Light thing. Right. I purposefully went over to the beer section. It's Memorial Weekend coming up, <laughs> right. so beer's being picked through. Yeah. Yeah, you've yeah. got slim pickings on the beer, except you can buy Bud Light all you want because they got tons of Bud Light. Well, it's called the free market system. <laughs> People don't like what you are doing. And, and again, they keep whining about how, well, it wasn't – it was just one little can. Okay, it's the point – and that's why people are pissed off at Target. Look, I'm not going to buy any crap from Target nope. anytime soon. The I'm only done. time we went, the only reason we even went there was to see if this stuff was going on. We didn't done. buy anything. Done. Because, you know what? No, they're not getting any of my money. Nope. I mean, I, I do it where I can, where it, where, you know, I mean, I, but the, 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 the tuck friendly stuff for kids, how do you sit around in a room with a bunch of people who are brainstorming about marketing campaigns and, and clothing lines, and did not one person raise their hand and say, hey, these no. are babies? No, nobody raised their hand because this is what you're supposed to do. This whole ESG nonsense that we right. talk about, those those scores, that's why these companies are doing this. They're trying to keep their ESG scores so they can be funded on Wall Street. That's the whole, well, that's the whole problem here. I don't here. think it's going to work for But them. you know the designer of all this stuff is a Satanist, it's, and that's a fact. That is not yeah. just they, – they even have shirts that say, Satan loves you at Rock Target. On. Target. Well, I got something else. All right. Well, we got to take a break. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's craziness. Yeah, lifestyles unlimited. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. That's where you're taught 
by great men and women who know how to invest in real estate and make money at investing in real estate because they do it themselves. Yeah, I mean, these are not people that are just teaching you and have never done it. <laughs> these are people that do it every day, and they have become mentors and teachers to teach you the principles on making money in real estate, a lot of money in real estate if that's what you choose to do. I have a friend right now that just crossed the $10 million threshold. Yep, that's what he's making. He's earning $10 million investing in real estate. Now, I'm not going to promise you any kind of results because it's up to you. Depends on how hard and how long you want to work, but it's achievable and you can do it and you can do it the right way with our friends at financialfreedomlivestream.com. Your promo code is WARE, W A R E. I was in a terrible accident with a commercial vehicle. 550 K T S A. Come on. That's uh, Rihanna. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Good song. It's a fun song. <laughs> so you said you wanted to talk about Uvalde. Oh yeah. Well, it's a first year. It's a year anniversary today. I heard you talking about it, and uh, uh, you know, I I, I I kind of purposefully tried to keep it out of my mind so that I could just kind of be honest as honest as possible. I, I all I can really come up with as far as what to say is, you know, there's a couple of things I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how a person could be both so dead inside and yet so filled with either self-contempt or just contempt in general that they could aim a weapon at a child and pull the trigger, let alone do it, you know, what, 19 times uh, and and take pleasure in that. I, I, I don't – this is something that's still going on. We had this elementary school shot up uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, kids are being caught in the crossfire of violence in, in Chicago and other cities. And I, I, I just don't understand it, and I feel blessed that I don't, and I don't ever want to understand what's happening there. I mean, we have to understand to the extent that we need to start protecting our schools or toughening up our schools – which oddly seems to be the last thing any politician wants to do. It's a very simple thing that, you know, statistically it's not likely this is going to happen to you, but it certainly would be even uh, less uh, likely to happen if the schools were toughened up, which wouldn't take a whole lot, really. Money, resources, not a whole lot. We've talked about that many, many times over the past year. The the other thing I, I don't know, I don't comprehend, is, is what it would be to be a parent or how, what that is like to not only lose a child but to lose a child that way i i i have no comprehension of that and again i unfortunately consider that a blessing i don't know so the only thing you can really do on this on this day and and that's kind of the dicey thing about anniversaries right and, and that they remind you of happy stuff but they also unfortunately bring back uh the pain of stuff so i i, I all i can say is i open up my heart to you and we pray for you and pray that uh, this year maybe is a little better than last year, although we probably won't be. Maybe it gets worse. I don't know. But God bless those people. You never, ever get over losing a child. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. It's not the normal order of things. As far as how somebody can be so uh, devoid of any kind of feeling and yet so filled with rage and um, hate that they would kill 19 children. I think uh, Franklin Graham said it right yesterday. He was speaking at the National Religious Broadcasters Association mm. oh, meeting yeah. in Orlando. He was the keynote speaker. He said, every demon from hell has been turned loose in our society. He's absolutely right. This is an Ephesians 6 spiritual thing that is going on. I think scripture is very clear on how people are when they are very empty and void of anything inside. And, uh, and and demons feel, fill those empty spaces. Jesus sent them into a herd of pigs, and they ran off a cliff. Right, right. Um, this is the kind of thing that we're seeing going on in our society today. When you look at a lot of these trans and drag stuff, and you see what they're doing to children, that's pure demonology happening right then and there. It is another world that's operating in our plane. I'm just These are just my thoughts. Sure, sure. So what I believe. Um, and why we're seeing this this go on. As far as the answer to it, the answer goes back to something you and I talked about on a regular basis, and we hit it pretty hard yesterday, but I think it's time to hit it again because I've got a new story here. The Texas Senate passed the revamped school funding bill, and last minute it was at midnight last night. I was actually watching when this happened. 
And basically, it's this whole school choice thing we talked about, where right. competition in schools, et cetera, right. and busting up the government monopoly on education, et cetera. Um, one thing you will find in private education that you will not find in government-owned education is protection of students in a way you won't find anywhere oh, else. Oh, yeah. Uh, most, the, the vast majority of the private schools believe in having good guys with guns on campus right. to protect the children. The, the children are their greatest asset, right? And they're the, they're the future of our all country. All of our greatest Correct. assets. Correct. Correct. You're right. And so private education has done a phenomenal job at kicking it up. And if we have no other reason, I think there are myriad reasons to bust up the government monopoly on education. Oh, yeah. Myriad. <laughs> but if we Is have there no, a reason to keep it? Yeah, right. <laughs> But if, if we have no other reason to bust it up than to protect our children, well, that's reason enough as far as I'm concerned. And so I know that a lot of people on today uh, are going to be talking about we need greater gun control. No, we don't. That's not the answer. That is not the answer to this issue. And it's already, already on the media. I was watching, oh, well, I was watching yeah, some TV up this, this morning. Take the guns away. We're, we're sure. now a year into it, and nothing's been done about gun control. Nothing needs to be done about gun control. We need to have good guys with guns that can stop a guy like him before he shoots the first child. That's that's what we need. Well, just two things. First off, you're right about you know demonic activity. I mean, the the I think any definition of evil has at its heart a sense of narcissism. Uh, evil kind of lives in narcissism, self-absorption. It's all about me and and doing committing a crime such as this one that we're talking about today is the ultimate act of narcissism. People are playthings. The, the the situation, their their reality, their lives don't matter anything. They're objects. Uh, it's all about me feeling like a badass for a couple of hours. Uh, unfortunately, you know, and and that and, and so evil lurks through all of this. Obviously, and, and you look at the toughening the schools. I mean, we send <laughs> we're we're basically flushing billions of dollars down the toilet in Ukraine every day. You talk about this all the time. Uh, a quarter of that money would would be enough to toughen up the schools with some fairly simple measures, and yet it's fought against. It's fought against on this faux idea that teachers shouldn't be police officers and they're there to teach. Well, you know what? They're not exactly doing a bang-up job of that in the schools right now. So maybe they can take a little time out to learn some uh, defense training. Uh, you know, if they want to carry their gun to work, let them. You know, the, the, the fact that people fight against this politically is bizarre to me. It's such a simple thing. They, they do it for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, you don't have to arm teachers. You can hire guys you to come ask, in. You retired guy, police officers off duty. They all do it every day. You, you know, I'm a grandfather. I'm more than happy to go right. to my grandchild's school and do it. I'm right. more than happy. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a, they, they have their reasons for doing it. Number one is, was one that we've talked about many times, and that is they actually have a political advantage when one of these schools is shot. Well, yeah, because they, and they, they take advantage it. of that's it. That's right. They, 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 Obviously. They do. So that's one of the reasons they don't want it to end. That's one of the reasons they will not protect your kids. I know that's harsh reality, but sometimes reality's harsh, and hey, that's true. That's just look reality. at their reaction every exactly. single time. There's not that's even right. a grace period of 24 hours anymore. And I'll tell you another reason why they don't do it, why they're dumping yesterday another $375 million going to Ukraine yesterday. God. Yes, three hundred. what? How many schools could you protect with $375 million? A right? whole lot. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but here's why. Here's why they don't do that with the schools. They don't get a kickback. No. They don't get the dip in the money over there. And, and you, also, politically, their base wants to hear the gun control. They never actually right. do anything about it right. legislatively. No. And they could have for two years. Sure. But they love trotting it out. Sure they do. They're absolutely, because they had control of both houses yes. of Congress and the presidency, and they could have done something about it. They would much rather send money into Ukraine because they get their kickback. They get their cut on Ukraine. Right. Then do anything about protecting the schools, it gives them two advantages. I just named them. Number one is it allows them to beat the drum every time one of these happens. And number two is they're not making any money when they well, went by, by you know hiring good guys with guns to go to the schools. If there was a way for them to launder money and make money back off of it, you can bet they would do it. Oh, if it became politically a disadvantage, they'd drop it like a hot rock, like they do everything else. But, you know, it's, it's great red meat for their idiot base. And again, uh, who knows what the uh, backdoor dealings are, you know? So, and, that, and it's sick. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to kids getting shot in schools, yeah, it's really sick. But then again, it's just as sick 
to allow kids to get gunned down in major cities across this country every, every single stinking day, and you don't say a damn thing about well, it. Well, um, you know, Elaine and I were talking this morning about this, and I, who are these guys, and how do they sleep at night? That stood down the hallway. I don't for seventy seven minutes yeah. hiding around the hallway. Uh, that they had the tools to end it, and they hid out for seventy seven uh, minutes. I don't understand. That's that. another thing I don't. That's yeah. a third thing I uh, don't get. Uh, Amogee Bank. Well, you can get a lot at Amogee Bank. You can get treated like family at Amogee Bank because that's what they are. They are your family bank. Truly believe in families. And that's uh, throughout Texas, a great source of capital for families throughout Texas. Whether you're looking for accounts for your family, like a mortgage, you want to refi a mortgage, that's how Nancy and I first started doing business with Amogee Bank, and now we're doing a lot of business with Amogee Bank, and we love them. We just think the world of David McGee and his team at Amogee Bank. They have more than 80 branch locations around, so you can walk in, say, hey, I'd like to sit down and talk. You can make an appointment and walk in, or you can just walk in off the street and say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about this, that, or the other type of account. More than happy to help you at one of the branch locations. You can bank online in 100% uh, safety, knowing that you're going to be secure and safe when you're doing that. And if you've got a family-run business or you're thinking about starting one, you know I talk about that all the time on, on the show, and that is starting a family-run business. It's very rewarding but very challenging at the same time, and Amogee can help you with your family-run business. all about families. Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. There are five costly... Ma- and you can dance. And it's 7.53, and the uh, Prince of Wales has What's a really... What's he doing? He's got an unpleasant habit, but... First, I'll tell you about that, but first, the days, please, That's sir. called a tease. I just teased you, didn't He's I? He's teasing me. Mm. Okay, sailor. All right. Uh, let's see. It's asparagus day. <sighs> Ugh. <laughs> my wife calls that white people's food. My wife calls it white people. Every time I want to eat, because I, I love asparagus. I love, I love, I love asparagus. <laughs> no, it's terrible. And my wife calls it white people's uh, food. Man, okay. And it makes you pee funny. I love asparagus. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you could say my love of as- my love of asparagus stalks me. Okay, <laughs> get it? Got it. Stalks me. Good. It's National Escargot Day. You big old Escargot fan? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> you, you're striking out. You better get over in something else, man. They eat a lot of this in Colorado. Yes, ugh. There's a lot of white people in Colorado. Uh. I don't eat snails. Um, let's see. Actually, I've had conch. Uh. Have you ever had conch? No. That's good. Mm-mm. World Schizophrenia Awareness Day. Now we're talking about you. It's World uh, Schizophrenia Awareness Day. Exactly right. I know it is. I'm Shut aware up. of you. Stop talking. Thank you. Talking to me. All right. What? Hmm? <laughs> God, you know, and it's, it's schizophrenia. The whole split personality thing is so rare. But every time we hear the word schizophrenia, don't we immediately go into the Robin Williams bit oh, of, of talking and arguing with yourself? Absolutely. Uh, let's see. This one uh, might have uh, a special meaning for you and I, Trey. It's Older Americans Mental Health Week. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. I'm not there yet. You're not there no, yet? No, heck yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Okay. I'm an older American, uh-huh. and uh, uh, apart from some crotchetiness, crotchetiness, mm-hmm. if that's a word. Being crotchety. That's all right. You can use it. Uh, I'm, I'm that up, guy. We Get make up words lawn. all the time on this show. Get off my lawn. I'm that guy. I don't right. know if that's a mental health issue, okay. but uh, that's all I got. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, so, so what? Tell me about the Prince that. of Wales has got yes. a very uh, unpleasant habit that his wife is now speaking. Now, uh, now, one thing that you do not do is you do not speak unkindly of your spouse in public. You don't, if you're, it's a really uh, a bad uh, thing Camilla. to do. Right. Right. It's a bad thing to do. It, She's it an unpleasant habit. It affects the relationship. Well, no, this is not. This is the. This is the. This is the nice one. This is uh, Kate. And oh, oh, Kate, oh. Kate. Speaking of William. Oh, I got the my my, my royals and, mixed up. I know it's easy to do, and his least desirable habit is eating pizza on the sofa. He'll order oh, a pizza and have it delivered you. to the front door, and he'll eat pizza while sitting on the sofa. Oh! And he says one of the lessons he's had to learn in their very young marriage is to keep the pizza off the sofas. She said, yes, you're a nightmare with that. You're a nightmare with pizza on the sofa. This may sound a little crazy, but it seems like all the royal chicks are a little high maintenance. Uh, you think so? No hmm. pizza on the couch? See? See, this is why I don't really want to be royal. Well, where are you supposed to eat pizza? It's, you, it's, or do, you, it's, do you sit at the table and eat? TV, who sits at the table and eats pizza? It's a TV watching food. Seriously. And she's giving him hell? <laughs> yes. For, 
She wants to put them in the stocks. The for, boy uh, just wants to watch a little soccer, you know, or Downton Abbey, one or the other. Or 90 Day Fiance. Whatever. And he's sitting there on the couch, and he's enjoying a little pie while and on the couch. And it's a problem for her. Eating some pie on the couch, and she's got a problem with him eating I, pie I on the couch. I thought maybe it was farting in public or something really right, bad. Right. It's eating no. pizza on the couch. Yes. No, no, no pie eating on the couch. Boy, these boys really like high-maintenance chicks, don't they? <laughs> they really go for that sort of thing, man. More Ware and Rhyme coming up, <laughs> KTSA. Hey, it's Trey Ware for Noble Gold Investments at Noble Gold Investments. Say and FM 1071. I've got a couple of stories that are uh, not related, but I thought I'd throw them at you. Sure. First of all, I don't know this may come as a shock to you, Mr. Rima, but I have a little conspiratorial streak that runs through me. No. I know you're shocked and amazed. No. You're caught off guard by that one, aren't you? No. I read a book in 1972 <laughs> called None Dare Call It Conspiracy. I highly recommend right. that book because the things that he was saying in that book in 1972 are true today. Right, right. The conspiracies of the 70s and 80s is real life here in the 2023-2024 time frame. So here's my th- thing right now. So Biden has said, in fact, last week he said, whites, white people are the biggest terror threat. Remember he said Howard University. White people are the biggest terror threat to the United States. He's not just saying that because he's at a black college. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He blames MAGA for all of the problems in the country. Everything. He says that's a MAGA problem. MAGA's, MAGA's, MAGA. If the debt ceiling thing falls apart, it's MAGA's MAGA. fault. Yeah, of course. You got 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate that has disappeared from a train. Yeah. We had an update on that yesterday. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got senators this week being issued satellite phones for a disruptive event. Those are their words, not mine. An upcoming mm. disruptive event in case we don't have any electricity, in case the cell phone towers are not working for whatever reason. Senators will still be able to get in touch with whoever and communicate with the leadership of the country right. through phones that are not dependent on cell phone towers or electricity. Interesting. Right? And then you had a non-white, or should I just say Indian, Mm -hmm. uh, white supremacist. (laughs) (laughs) White is right. White is white power. White power. White power. I like to carry a rice gun, and I took it, and I drove it into the (laughs) den. And so um, crashing a U-Haul into the White House... Oh, yeah. And then immediately when the cops show up in the Secret Service, they go... We know there's a Nazi flag in here somewhere. <laughs> they take out a Nazi flag. Because immediately when you see an Indian dude driving a U-Haul, that's what you think. I'm thinking Aryan nations. You know, you know. You know, I look at an Indian dude and I go, oh, yeah, he's a Nazi. Obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's wearing Look, a white robe it, yeah this is what's so funny about it is the democrats can't even get the white supremacists right you remember two weeks ago or a month ago whatever that was you had the black dude shoot up was it the the, the was it allen texas was oh that, yeah, was, yeah 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 that was it and the black dude is a white supremacist and you remember Whoopi and them were saying you don't have to be you you, you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist do you not hear your <laughs> Holy crap! So anyway, um, I'm just sitting here thinking, man, it's really weird. I know it's all conspiratorial and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, it's, it's, when you start talking about false flags and psyops I, right, and all that right. kind of stuff, you've got Biden blaming whites as the number one terrorist threat to America, blaming MAGA problems for everything in the country. you got 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate missing somewhere in the country. And, and for memory's memory sake, this was the Oklahoma City b- oh, bombing yeah. stuff. This yeah. is the, that's fertilizer type I'll stuff. I'll go back but, to Texas City. Yeah. In Texas City, the uh, beginning of the 1900s, was obliterated by a, right. ammonium nitrate, a huge explosion. There was a ship that was loaded down with it in the Houston Ship Channel. Right. And that ship exploded, and it blew up. Texas, You can go to Wikipedia if you want to check it out. Right. Uh, I've been down there. You know, my, my parents were raised in Pasadena, so I've been down there a million times. And, man, right. it just totally leveled Texas City. And so, anyway, uh, and then you got senators being issued satellite phones for, for a disruptive event. I'm not saying anything's coming, but I'm saying anything's possible. Well, okay. I think we all, you and I, are in agreement that we believe that you know a pandemic was unleashed on the world to affect a certain political political election 
in America. So it, it, if we assume they're capable of that, if we assume that they're capable of opening up the border and allowing kids to die left and right because of fentanyl to achieve something political, why wouldn't they want somebody who they can claim as a Nazi blowing crap up in America and committing an act of terrorism that is so uh, big, shall we say, that, wow, these elections, we're not going to be able to do this. We're in a state of emergency right now. We, we, we've lost infrastructure. Our Congress people are communicating on that those phones we gave them. Thank God we did that. Or if a bunch of white supremacists who aren't really white right, <laughs> are wearing red MAGA hats and they're loaded down with ammonium nitrate and you have a bunch of different explosions that happen yeah. across the country and every one of them is wearing a MAGA hat, right. but they're really not white guys. It's like that, some dead fundamentalist, you know, terrorist a-hole, and they just run up afterwards and slip a MAGA hat could, onto could, his head. I, you know, I don't know, but I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying that anything's possible with these people. Look, I don't trust the deep state or any of these people after what they did in 2020 with the China virus, the no, China flu. Are you I, kidding I me? Don't I don't anything, trust well, them. I don't put anything past them. Right. You can't really underestimate no. their ability to be cold-hearted, yeah. psychotic weirdos. Yes, and so we, we're going to go through every presidential cycle as long as these people are around, we're going to go through every presidential cycle with this. Yeah. This kind of thinking is going to happen. The other story I said there was completely unrelated, but it does kind of feed into the Uvalde thing, I think, a uh-huh. little bit, and, and other stuff going on as well. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy yesterday said we're in a public health emergency, and he, I think he's right on this one. We're in a public health emergency with social media. And he started talking about kids in social media. 13 to 17-year-olds are now more than... 95% of 13 to 7 year old 13 to 17 year olds using social media constantly. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're seeing a huge spike in 13 to 17 year olds with anxiety, depression and body dysmorphia. Now, when you and I were 13 to 17, we were, you know, riding around on our hoofies, we were climbing trees. Yeah yeah, 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 you know, we were doing all that kind of right. stuff and we were taking care of business as kids and we weren't even thinking about depression. What's depression? We were, you know, we were rocking and rolling having a good time. But these kids that are on social media are locked into social media. The average now is four hours a day. Mm. Four yeah. hours a day wow. constantly. Well, again, it's something I'm not shocked by. And yet, no. I mean, we, we were, you know, in a completely different world, but certainly <laughs> pre-adolescence or adolescence is rife with things like anxiety and am I cool enough? Do I look all right? You know, it's, you're developing your personality. It's, you're at a very vulnerable place. In those years, which is on a separate subject, why the trannies are trying to move in there, you put that experience of adolescence online, on social media, with all the just layers of self-obsession and beautiful, you know, beautiful people with big, beautiful bodies, and they're living these perfect lives, and and you put adolescence into that world, and it's the only world they've ever known. They don't know a world without social media. Uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Now, I'm not a researcher and certainly not a psychologist, so I'm not making any you know psychological claims here. But this whole you know shooting up at the schools and all that, we didn't really have that much of that prior to social media. Now, no, I'm not, we didn't. I'm not blaming social media on for all of it. No, for, <laughs> no, no. Hear me out. For all of it. Right. right. Certainly, it's not responsible for all of it. Right, how, how, right. Because there's other factors, too. But it is a large factor in these school shootings. We have seen study after study after study by objective child psychologists who say the greatest motivating factor of these spree killings is social media. There you go. Because Be- they post their manifestos, they post their raids, they post pictures of themselves. Half the time, they're live streaming while they're doing it. Infamy. It's fame. It's yep. celebrity for celebrity's right. sake, even if you have to kill a bunch of people to get it and die in the process. And so what we're finding out, you know, what we're finding out now through research, uh, one report I read this morning, that if you limit daily social media use to 30 minutes, 30 minutes and 24 hours, that's all you got. You get 30 minutes to do it. Depression rates fall by 35%. By 35%. And here's why. These things, and we all know this, I watched that long documentary on this, the people who develop social media don't allow their own children on it because it's all about the dopamine hit, which is the truth with any kind of addiction. If you're addicted to alcohol or or cigarettes or any you know any kind of addiction that you have is the dopamine hit that you get from it. Well, sure. It's a, provable it's a rush of chemicals. Absolutely right. This has the exact same effect sure. on a kid's brain 
And the problem is, just like you and I have talked about many times about marijuana use in youth and how it screws up their brain because their brain's not developed yet, right. that's what social media is well, doing it's, to them. It's creating certain neural pathways yes, that become established. That's and then how do you, that's the heart of, at the heart of addiction, whether it's internet addiction or chemical addiction, is those damn pesky neural pathways that get established. And it's very, the more established they become, not only do you need more of the drug, to get the same rush, whether it's, again, online or chemical, but it becomes extraordinarily difficult to to reconfigure those, uh, by your behavior, yep. those neural pathways. And, and, and that's what's happening. It operates on your brain, and especially, yeah, when you're a kid, you're not, your brain's not fully developed. And so it's even harder to break away from it. So I... I Look, I see I see grown ass adults who are addicted to social oh, media. I myself have been addicted to social media. Well, a couple of personal stories. Last uh, Saturday, you know, I went and I officiated that wedding for my niece oh, right, at right. Sisterdale. Well, yeah. there was no cell phone service, and the Wi Fi was gone. The the, the Wi Fi right. thing was was busted, so there was no cell phones. Nobody right, had right. cell phones there, and I happened to be talking to a young person out there who was just totally distraught you know I, uh, that may be overplaying it but really was not happy wow. with the fact they couldn't post on snapchat that well, they couldn't snap yeah. their friends while they were there Can't just have the experience they that's it you couldn't just put that down for a minute and right. enjoy the wedding and the people around you and your loved ones you, you're freaked out that you can't go on snapchat well that, that's one of them Two weeks ago, I told you that my younger brother-in-law got married in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, Nancy yeah. and I made a you know real quick right. one-day trip. We flew into Vegas, went to his wedding, and flew back home all on the same day. We left at 5 a.m. Saturday, got home at midnight uh, Saturday night, all on the same day. I didn't have my cell phone. Yeah, well, that's right. You told me, you right. I called you from Nancy's phone. You did. I was I like, why is Nancy you? calling me at and 7 I in the morning? woke you up <laughs> on, on Nancy's phone because right. I got on the plane, and I, with my hearing impairment, I can't talk to anybody on planes too right, loud. Right, right. So I wear my headphones on. I listen to music. Put my headphones on. I went, I don't have my phone. Oops. I can't listen to music. Right. My phone was in the charger at home, and by the time I got home uh, Saturday night without a phone all day, it was really kind of – it was hard at first, I'll admit, but then it was kind of refreshing. Well, <laughs> It really was. The happiest people I know are not on social media. That's it. That's and it. I know a few of them, and they, have, they don't miss it. They're living their lives fine without it, you know. That's why – I mean, I limit myself to Facebook. I don't do any of the others, and mostly because I'm lazy. But uh, even the Facebook becomes, you know, at some point you're like, why am I just staring at this? Why? And I'm a grown-ass adult. So imagine the havoc it's wreaking, if you will, on, on kids whose minds and personalities are still developing. The Surgeon General is pleading with parents to get their kids off of it and reduce yeah. their time or get them completely off. He's pleading. He's I, asking parents, please do this. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, i got to tell you something else, man. I, I left here on Friday and went straight over to Frontier Burger at Broadway in Loop 410, and I ordered up a couple of the Trey's faves to take home Friday morning, and I was talking to the manager, and he said, man, people are coming in buying Trey's faves left and right. That's all you got to do is when you pull. You can go through the drive-in, uh, drive-through, or if you want to go uh, you know, inside, you can do either of those. And, uh, by the way, when you go through the drive-thru, I'm just going to tell you, it takes a little bit longer because they're going to cook it fresh for you, okay? You're not going to be sitting there for days, but they're not. you're certainly not going to pull up there and they're going to throw a bag at you the minute you pull up there. No, that's, uh-uh, that's, that's what you call assembly line. That's what you call microwaves. Nope, they don't do that at Frontier. It's all made fresh to order when you order, so you're getting the freshest Pioneer, flakiest, softest biscuits you've ever imagined. A fresh-cooked scrambled egg or two on there for you. If you want bacon or sausage, it's your choice. And then, of course, cheese mm, layered right on top and uh, a side of hash browns, all for five fifty. It's called Trey's Faves. Hot and delish from a San Antonio favorite. That's Frontier Burger at Loop 410 and Broadway. Stop in today and ask for Trey's fave, Frontier Burger. Sun and clouds and a chance of thunderstorms later on this afternoon and tonight in the overnight hours. 87 for your high. Nice Memorial weekend, though, baby. If you're going to the lake or something, you're going to love the weather. 66 now at KTSA. Good morning. Pretty much all our sweet dreams are made of these. Yeah. I love the Eurythmics. Does this ever get old? I love Annie Lennox. This is a great song. This girl's yeah, awesome. Annie's great, yeah. man. She's a weirdo. And we love her. You know, her hubby Dave was awesome. That's right. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> They're not yeah. together anymore, but he was right. awesome. 
823 with Wired Rhyme well, at DPSA. Pop culture thing that kind of ties into the general theme of things these days. I One of my favorite actors who is not a guy that a lot of people will recognize his name, but certainly they'll recognize his face. Ray Stevenson. He was 58. He was an English or actually an Irish actor. Uh, and he, he did a lot of Marvel stuff, uh, played some characters in the Thor movies. And he's a big guy. He's mm. a big tough guy and so we did a lot of stuff in in you know historical medieval night stuff you mm-hmm. know but one thing he and he passed away at 58 they're not it's kind of like uh oh I, I just went blank on his name they're not saying why or how mm-hmm. he died he was 58 he was filming in italy and he just mm-hmm. went to the hospital and died there's no information as to what happened which is another interesting mm-hmm. thing because we're mm-hmm. seeing that more and more with celebrities who sure are. just suddenly something happens or they die but anyway, Ray Stevenson, the, I, I came to know him as an actor from an old HBO series that I think people should maybe take another look at today. Uh, he did the HBO show called Rome, uh, which was about Rome. And uh, he played a centurion uh, and his buddy who kind of rose up through the ranks of the Roman military and, and the political system through the course of the of the series. And he's just kind of the big dumb Mm-hmm. thug kind of guy, you know, uh, that's always you want there in a fight, you know, but he's not the mm-hmm. in deepest intellect. But a great character. He was a wonderful actor. But we talk a lot about the fall of Rome. Mm-hmm. And what happened, because you and I both have read history, Roman history. It's very dense stuff, you know, if you haven't read any Roman history. Uh, but essentially, a lot of the things that led to the fall of the Roman Empire, you could definitely layer over top of what we're seeing going on with America right now. Every day. Uh, and so for folks who maybe don't have, haven't done a lot of reading on Roman history, uh, watch the series Rome from HBO. Because it not it, the one thing I liked about it is it gives you a realistic understanding of what life was like mm-hmm. in a big Roman city like Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that there's graffiti everywhere. It's like, it's like New York. It's like mm-hmm. Chicago. It's mm-hmm. very compact there's a lot of people in a relatively small area there's a lot of buildings very narrow streets and again there's graffiti mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. uh in 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 uh in, in the roman metropolitan areas mm-hmm. and what led to the fall of it all really was first off the dissolution of the idea of citizenship which wasn't just merely hey you're you you get all these great benefits from society there was a responsibility inherent mm-hmm. civic responsibility mm-hmm. And not everybody could be a Roman citizen. Mm-hmm. There are things you had to do to become a Roman citizen, unless by birthright. And But the idea of the citizen be, was eroded away, kind of went away. And then it was bread and circuses. Mm-hmm. Then it was, you know, give them great shows. People became obsessed with entertainments. They mm-hmm. became very narcissistic. That's it. That's, uh, the, one. That's the one. The the leadership split, and mm-hmm. you had multiple emperors, and the territory mm-hmm. was spread out over across the world and and the resources were stretched very thin and so people other nations really who didn't have an issue with their citizens being citizens mm-hmm. who trained their military to be killing machines mm-hmm. whereas rome was getting kind of lax on that educated them they educated them education mm-hmm. in rome at that time had also kind of fallen but there sure was just too was. damn many people mm-hmm. And it collapsed upon itself. It imploded, basically, yep. uh, the Roman Empire. And we're there. No, we are. It's, it started, <laughs> if you read, it, it's a six-volume set. It's, so it's, yeah, it's, it's something a lot read. of reading. The, the Rise yeah. and Fall of the Roman Empire. It's great. But it's great. It's great yeah. if, if you want to know where we, where we are and how we got here. But it started with multiculturalism because at that time, it was special to be a Roman. It was. It was. Yes. It was exceptional. It was exceptional to be right. a Roman. And they had certain things that you had to do, as you just said, to be a Roman. Right. You just weren't a Roman citizen just because. You were if you were born, you know, but you also had a responsibility if you were born a Roman citizen to live a certain way. You had civic responsibilities. And they allowed multiculturalism to overtake the day. They yeah. allowed that to be their leading thing. And to the point where the first thing they gave up and they all said we should have never done this was a common language. Yeah. The first thing they did was get rid of the Latin language, the pure Latin language, as their common language, and they allowed everybody to speak whatever they whatever you want to speak and, and be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. And that's when it just went downhill and the immorality came into the culture in a bigger way. It had always been there, right? Oh well, yeah. But the, then the, it became a get this, 
the immorality was all in the schools. It started to be taught in the schools, and it was a public display of, of their sexual immorality. Yeah, it meant it's you everywhere. were doing well in life, and if you were fat, it meant you yeah, ate well, and, right. and so people became fat and over-sexualized. Like, and, like Lizzo. Right, and you know. All and, that and, stuff we talk about. Yeah, you know, and 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 it, it, it just fell apart because there was, no, there was nothing holding it together, and, and expanding the Roman Empire became more important than maintaining the Roman Empire, which is what we're doing with the border, which right. is what we're doing with a lot of our policies. And what else? What else? Their politicians became irretrievably corrupt. Yes. Irretrievably corrupt. Absolutely. All of them. From Caesar through the senators and all the way down to the publicans, they all became irretrievably corrupt. Yep, they so, did. All right, quick break. More wearing Rima coming up. I want to tell you about Hess Fitness products. Uh, working out is, is a really important part of who you are and what you do. And why is that? Well, because as we age, we start to lose muscle right? And one of the things that helps you with balance and with your mobility, of course, is maintaining your muscle. I'm not talking about building huge muscles on you. No, I'm talking about maintaining your muscle strength, being able to get yourself up and down off the floor and up and down out of a chair and up and down out of the bed, out out of the bathtub and whatever. Well, your friends at Hess Fitness Products, they've got the latest in equipment, workout equipment for you. Now, if you've got something in your head about, oh, man, that's just too hard, it's too time-consuming, it's way too expensive, no, no, no. I want to take all that out of your mind. I want to dispel all those rumors because it doesn't have to be hard, and it doesn't have to be time-consuming, and it certainly doesn't have to be expensive when you're going to Hess Fitness Products. And I ought to know I've been going there for more than 12 years here in San Antonio. they got dumbbells and weight mats and weight loss and cardiovascular fitness equipment stuff for flexibility and everything in between they've got it for you at Hess Fitness Products both for you and your family and commercial grade as well they're located in Corpus and McAllen and here in San Antonio right over there at 281 and Thousand Oaks I wouldn't go anywhere else so you'll look better you'll feel better and you'll do more with Hest Fitness Products I don't know anybody that is unacceptable of getting very physical so watch your step cause if I do you Maroon 5 Adam Levine 838 at KTSA um, it's wearing Rima but you know we got Don and we got Jimmy we got Elaine here and uh, Don is our music guy right I mean right. for sure you know he's got a DJ's brain and he just can anything I say he can he's one of those guys that can tell you who wrote it produced it right who was the engineer on the song who was the guy who cleaned up after everybody was he's done like the, he's the Mr. Spock of yes. pop Popular that, music that's a great way to put it. Albums. And- Is it Chase Newby or Chaz Newby from uh, former Beatles bassist dies at 81, and he actually filled in as a Beatles bassist oh, really? for Paul McCartney. Chase, I believe, it's, I believe it's Chaz. 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 That's, that's where I was probably. See, Charles, that's what I was thinking. Right. That, that sounds. Easy. That sounds. Yeah. Chaz. Chaz Newby. Chaz. Yeah. And so anyway, he he died, but we were talking the other day about the Wrecking Crew. Right. Right. So the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. So I went back and I watched. It's a two-hour documentary. It's free on YouTube if you want to watch it. Right. I've seen it before. Right. These were the guys that were studio musicians. Glenn Glenn Campbell was one. Carol Kay on the bass. The the greatest bassist was not a guy. It was Carol Kay. Carol Kay was the greatest bassist to ever play bass. Uh, Hal Blaine on the drums. Oh, man. (laughs) Did I I love Hal Blaine? Oh, Gosh, unbelievable on the Funny. Drum. That guy was outrageously funny. He wow. was outrageously yeah. funny. But right. see, the, these guys, they call them the rec- themselves the Wrecking Crew. They were a loose uh, band of musicians that played on every hit in the world. And right. what was going on at that time is that they would create the hit, right? And then they would have to find the public band. They would have to create the public band. That's how the monkeys wow. came about. The biggest, oh, yeah, yeah. biggest examples of monkeys. Right, right. right. They're brought together for the show. Yeah. And right. you know, yeah. A lot of times you would have bands that would they were okay on stage, but you get them in the studio and they just couldn't get it together. Right. right. Or, or the other way around. These yeah. guys did a, did a song. It was a hit. And so we didn't. We don't have a band. So let's go make up Ozzy Osbourne. Let's put Black right. Sabbath together. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mickey's in this um, this documentary, and he's talking about. I didn't know anything about drums. I don't know how to play drums. <laughs> Mickey Dolan. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he signed you have to up. Learn. Yes, he signed up to be a monkey. It wow. took him a year to learn these songs that the Wrecking Crew did. <laughs> That's yeah. so so they could go play on the road. <laughs> right. But you would be amazed. You'd be shocked at how many, even to this day, are the same way. Right. Right. Like in Nashville. 
mm-hmm. uh, those all the studio musicians put out the songs, and they go find somebody like a Garth Brooks right. or a Brooks and Dunn yeah. to be the public face of wow. what the studio musicians created. It's kind of depressing in a weird way. <laughs> well, you know, well, for someone like you, yes, it is, because it's not pure. That's you right. Know, you go right. back and you look at the uh, the old Alabama albums from back in the 80s. Yeah. Now, they were a self-contained four-man band. That's but right. But if you look at the credits, no, the only guys that were on there were the vocalists. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Everybody else know, is a studio I did not musician. know that. Well, well I, who are you going to you got the best musicians in the world sitting off to the side waiting right. to come in and play. You want to make sure those guys are on. Well, there. and these guys didn't want to be in public. They wanted to be paid scale. They right. wanted to stay in the studio in Los Angeles and work because they did a lot of their work at Capitol in that big right. round building. Yeah. They didn't want to tour around. No. And, they, right. That's it. They, they could they, just go from one studio to the, uh, the other and make thousands of dollars a day. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And even like... Uh, Isn't that what we do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Paul, Paul Schaefer's band on the oh, Letterman yeah, Show. yeah. Okay. Right. There's another prime example. What those guys would do is they would get up in the morning and they would go to a studio and they would do jingles and stuff right. for businesses, right? And they would do that, maybe go to two studios in New York. Right. And then they would head on over to uh, the – because they actually shoot those shows oh, yeah. like earlier, earlier, much three, earlier. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Right, right. Yeah. So they go over and rehearse with whoever the, the band – and then they would do their gig, and by 8 o'clock they're at home in bed with the wife. Weren't like the Blues Brother band? Wasn't oh, that yeah. made up of a lot of those well, guys? Well, that's, that's Paul Schaefer's band. Paul Schaefer's yeah. band, yeah. Yeah. those yeah. same guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all studio musicians, right, right? Right. Well, that's that's what this Wrecking Crew was, and you know, probably the most prominent name that people would know that came out of there would be Glenn Campbell, right? right? Because he yeah. played on, you know, okay. It, well, one of the songs they're talking about on there is something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Strangers in the night. Well, Glenn that Campbell's Glenn the guitarist Campbell. on that. Yeah. But they had, you know, something stupid. They brought in they, um, the real quick story. Frank had already wrapped up his session, mm-hmm. and Nancy was there. Right. And so they decided to go ahead and lay down something stupid. And they had a guy playing the guitar intro, and it was terrible. And Frank wasn't happy with it. He wasn't happy with it. And mm-hmm. he wasn't happy with it. He's like, this is not, this isn't really not great. Well, one of the Wrecking Crew guys came in, and he just blew it up. Wow. Just, just, that was, Frank went, yep, that's it. That's, that's the one. I Let's love sing you, it. baby. <laughs> You're in, baby. Yeah. Have a drink. That's right. <laughs> anyway, among, you know, not to waste time here, but if you go back to, like, the Grassroots and the Partridge family, there's another one. Yeah. You know, those were right. musicians. The Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. Yeah. They talked a lot about about the Beach Boys, yeah, the wow. brilliance of Brian. Right. How, you know, they all thought he was brilliant, right. way ahead of his time. But all the Beach Boys did. I mean, uh, did the harmonies. Al was, Al was wow. on there. He he was yeah. on this, and he was talking about how they were never in the sessions. No, they were they came touring. in and sang. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> was it? Wow. Again, there's something oddly depressing about that. <laughs> yeah. God bless the wrecking cl- crew, but it's depressing to think of how many but people are out there that really don't write their own stuff. That's the entertainment business. We've had this it's since Motown. That's right. That's right. They, 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 and they yeah. did a lot of the Motown songs. You you would be shocked. I mean, people would be shocked. And Dick Clark was asked this in this in this documentary. He even he didn't know. No, wow. <laughs> he did not know. And what he, what Dick Clark said was, well, consumers don't care. They just care about the end product. They don't care how it was well, made. Well, that's one of the arguments for AI. You know, I mean, at, at po- some point there won't be a wrecking crew. There'll just be a computer program. Right. <laughs> there was, there was one right. person on that documentary. I don't remember who it was, but he said his favorite drummer was in six different bands. It was the same guy. Wow, same guy. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Same yep. guy. It's it's quite an interesting thing when you think about how right. they did all those songs that we grew up on. Right. And then they had to form the bands that we thought were the bands. Right. <laughs> well, I, I love a lot of those songs. I mean, I'm kind of going through this phase right now where I'm listening to a lot of the lot of the stuff that I was listening to when I, I'm playing on the air when I first started. Yeah. And suddenly I'm realizing like, oh, it was a really good song. Yeah. I hated it then, but yeah. now I love it. That's, you know? that's what happens though, because you know you get burned out. Yo, I do you? Yeah. Because you, know? yeah. you hear it, I'm like, well, I'm going to play it again in an hour. Yeah, <laughs> but now you listen to it with a fresh ear. It's like, yeah. hey, that was it the guy from, song is pretty good. Was it the guy from Steely Dan or the Doobie Brothers who was consulting with presidents on nuclear stuff? He know. was in both. He was Jeff in Black. both. Jeff Baxter. Jeff Baxter. That's yeah. who it was. That's exactly right. So his daytime job was to advise presidents and people at the Pentagon on wow. nuclear warfare. <laughs> right. And here he is with this big you know, fluffy 
mustache, kind of like a rip-torn mustache, yeah, right? Just right. this gigantic mustache, right. talking to presidents and going, you've got that all wrong. You know, you don't know wow. what you're doing with this nuclear thing. And then at night, going to the studio and ripping out a Steely Dan or a Doobie Brothers song. Wow, man. That's crazy. <laughs> so between Brian May and this Jeff guy, they're the two smartest musicians? <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty the hell much. is he? Wasn't he like a physicist or something like that? Yeah. Brian May or a, a he's an astrophysicist, astrophysicist. A, a doctor of he got a PhD in astrophysics. Yeah, he's a kind of smart, kind of a smart. <laughs> if anybody could make figure out how to make a guitar work, it would yeah, be an right. astrophysicist. Do you know who built that guitar? No, the he one did. he plays, his daddy. No. Yeah, his dad he, built his it. Daddy built wow. it for. Him. They had some wood from an old fireplace. That's what it was. Wow. And there's nothing. What was their address, Don? You know? <laughs> Jesus, Don knows everything. Their grandmother, Nana, used to serve a nice mincemeat pie. Right. It was great when he was making a guitar. They made it out of, out of a stone pizza oven. That was well, you know, uh, designed they... in 1964. All you do is ask them, where would you get that? Well, I made it. I know what? Old fireplace? fireplace. <laughs> can you imagine what his wife was like when he told her, I'm going to dismantle your fireplace so yeah, I can right. make him a guitar? Oh, no, you won't, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Man. Back in a minute. More well, Warren Ryman coming up here on KTSA. i got to tell you about uh, Dr. Havacord at River City Oral Surgery. This is where you want to go. You want to go to the website, rivercityoms.com, rivercityoms.com. As Sean tells you, as Jack tells you, as I tell you, he is so transparent. Uh, in fact, the prices and the procedures are listed right on the website so you know exactly what you're going to pay. There's no mystery about it. I, I, I tell you, I hate it when I go to a doctor and I pay the copay, and then i got to go home and wait. And actually, it's Nancy that does the waiting for the insurance company to send the bill. This is what you're going to owe. I hate that. I, I, I want to know so that we can move forward with the procedure or not. And that's exactly the way it is at River City Oral Surgery. You find out up front before you even book your appointment how much it's going to cost you, what's involved in the procedure, and then you're ready to move forward. They're great at dental implants, too. They do it all at River City Oral Surgery, rivercityoms.com. Hey, it's Jack Riccardi, and you've heard me talk about the Employee 